And a very, very, very good day. Good evening, wherever you are, or maybe it's live right now when you're watching it. Who knows? But I got a great show for you tonight. This is something that's so engaging, and we need your help. You know about the Bob Jeswald Show by now. It's all about community giving back. We need community on this effort coming up. We're talking about treasure maps, and you're saying, well, how could that be? Well, it's a collection of short films showcasing 10 Georgia storytellers as they provide an up-close view navigating. This is the complex webs of life in our communities as a person with developmental disabilities. It's part of the Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities, and it'll be kicking off on Friday the 18th in Columbus, Georgia, of all things. This is great, in my neck of the woods, okay? Uh, A storytelling project that amplifies the experiences of people with developmental disabilities, an episode you just don't want to miss because it's one that it will inspire you. I'm telling you, we need your help. The storytelling project directors, Irene Turner and Shannon Turner, are here to tell us why you need to participate. That's coming up on the Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. All right. Welcome, everybody. And I have to welcome two important ladies here in Georgia. Um, Outside the metro Atlanta area, I'll just say that. I want to give your, I want to disclose your exact locations. <laughs> Everybody's going to be writing you and saying what's going on. Um, on your left side of the screen, we do have Shannon Turner. And on the right, we have Irene Turner. Okay, both these ladies are just amazing because they've done incredible things with the Georgia Storytelling Roadshow. It's just like this pop-up show with film and everything else. And we're going to go around to different cities in Georgia all the way through the end of July. And it is inspiring, but they need your help. And we're going to talk about Medicare. We're going to talk about how all these areas that help support our, our people and our community, young adults and children alike that could be part of this and how we can certainly be part of it too. And it makes a big deal. And I want to start out with both of you. First of all, I want to make sure that you both understand that they're watching. They're not related. How can that be? How can it be two turners on a project like this and you're not related? Was that just by happen chance? Did you know each other for a long time? I, I'd like to think of Irene as my sister from another mister. Ah, just... <laughs> that's right. That's good. Irene, do you agree with that? I see you're smiling. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think Shannon actually had another coworker with a Turner last name too. So she's used to, to this show. You're both yeah. are not from the Columbus, Georgia area. And there's a Turner family here. That's a very big family. That's their, their very prolific family. And they've done great things for our community as well. So your name resonates well here tonight locally. And it will be globally too, and, and across the USA. So let's start out with this um, treasure maps. Let's talk about this this show tonight. Why is it so important with um, anybody with developmental disabilities? We think about it. Independence is critical, and I can say this because um, my stepmom and her daughter. She's she happens to have um, she's autistic. She has autism, and she you know getting that independence is critical. And she wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. Sometimes we have to tell her, hey, you got to go to bed now. You got to do this. But no, I know what to do. That independence is critical for our, our, our young adults and, and uh, those moving up in the world doing this. So they become functional, but we need support with that. So let's start with that, how this all came about. And, you know, either one, of any Turner can take the floor. <laughs> we would like to start. I'm going to let you take that, Irene, so we can talk about how uh, the storytelling project was founded. Yeah, so um, Shannon was right there with me and um, Larsh Atlanta and the Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities when the project started. It started as a grant that um, I wrote with a business partner, and we got the grant. And I had followed Shannon on social media for a while and just followed kind of what she was doing with storytelling um, and and getting people to tell their stories and know the value and power in that. And so we brought her on board to the project to be our main and first writer for that first year. And and that's that's just how you guys get engaged. And is where does the um, Medicare come in? Or is it Medicaid? I want to make sure because Medicare is when we retire, but I'm just Medicaid would help an effort like this. How does how does that come into play? Right. So um, it's the Medicaid waiver system. Mm-hmm. That's the main policy that we explore through through all of the projects. Um, but it is a funding system that allows people to access um, care on a daily basis so they can live in the community, be independent. Um, the waiver pays for things like job coaching or occupational therapy. Um, a personal assistant coming and helping someone get ready for work in the morning, 
those sorts of things. So it allows someone to live in the community rather than say in a nursing facility. Are you the only ones doing this in, in the United States? I mean, this is the, this is kind of like our treasure maps roadshow across Georgia, but I mean, could somebody in Alabama, do you hope to inspire somebody in Alabama, New York, Wisconsin, or is, is there similar things like this going on or is this something that's just kind of coming from the ground floor here in Georgia? Yeah. Well, I think storytelling is happening all the time throughout time everywhere. Um, but we have gotten positive feedback from other councils on developmental disabilities in other states that they really like the different storytelling projects that are going on and are starting to develop their own storytelling projects. So um, at least with the councils, it's, it's kind of catching fire a little bit. But um, I think storytelling is happening all around us all the time. It's important, isn't it? I mean, when you think of like, I think of like literacy, but it does empower us, doesn't it a bit? And as they do this storytelling, give us a little sneak peek. And I know we even have some video of this too. We have our director Dylan here today that at any time, if it if it's uh, appropriate, we can actually add that in here if, if it helps you tell what we're, we're talking about, because this is a video podcast too. What's neat about this is that I want to say portable show, like you think of like a drive-in, all of a sudden we show up in this town, we're going to be, well, we start out at St. Anne Pacelli, which is in Columbus, Georgia, if anyone wants to know, it's just right outside of Fort Benning for a specific area. And you're going to pull in here, I picture like a truck, <laughs> I, I picture a truck, Shannon, and it's going to pop open and you're going to say, Bob, here's your script and I'm, I'm honored that you're asking me to help do this. I, I love this kind of stuff to get out in a community and do it, but you'll be leading the way and, and doing this. So give me an idea what I'll be doing and, and to help and support the, the, the young the young folks with our, our developmental disabilities that day. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So this actually goes back to that broader question you were like, so this is your day job? So I do, I go all over helping people tell their stories for personal and professional development. And this project was partially inspired by work that I did last summer with people who were unhoused here in Atlanta. And that was deep in the heart of the pandemic. And it was uh, work that I had proposed to do in the before time, but then we found ourselves needing to pivot. And so we got a bunch of more resources, did a crowdfunding campaign, and did the whole project in one week outside under tents and had it filmed and then performed it as a drive-in theater. Um, and that was really amazing because um, we, because we were working with young people who were homeless, we gave them cardboard to make signs so they could walk in and amongst the cars so they're sort of okay. addressing those stereotypes about themselves and their you know demographic while their stories are playing on the big screen love it so i mean was you know we were still in dialogue about storytelling work you know that's of by four together with people with developmental disabilities and she was like can we do something like that too so um, we started talking about what it would be like to, because we didn't know how long the pandemic would last. So we started, you know, dreaming and scheming about this project in fall of last year. Um, and we proposed the whole project would happen under, you know, social distancing measures. So all of the filming happened with, you know, safe distancing. And then originally all six shows in the six cities across Georgia were going to happen as drive-in. But gradually what we found is that because measures are easing up a little bit, we can do them outside in parks where people can be near each, near, near to each other, but still sure. don't have to be in the cars. So yes, as you said, uh, our, our truck will come and it will, the screen, which is one of those big blow up screens will, will come out and, and then everybody can bring their chairs and their blankets and just enjoy the film picnic style. Free of charge. Well, you know, or how does this work? Because we got to make money on this. we got to help support. So how is the community helping out here? You know, honestly, how the community is helping out is by getting engaged in this topic about the Medicaid waiver. Okay. So really important for folks to understand that even though the Medicaid waiver is a structure that was started by a lawsuit here in Georgia, so we led the way in the whole country having this thing that supports the lives of people with developmental disabilities and with mental health issues, we are now at a place of 7,000 Georgians being on the waiting list. Oh, wow. That's incredible. It's incredible. Really, wow. It, uh, incredible yeah. is one word that you could use, but it's, I, have it's, many, it's, many I can't even comprehend that, how much, because what has just happened here, it's just this thing just kind of took off and exploded. 
and, and, and due in part, you know, last year you had a lot of time to focus in on the project itself and the, and the films, but then here you are, you got a lot of people that are hearing about this and it's, it's like catching on, it's like wildfire. It's like everybody knows, Hey, here's something you can do to make a difference. You know, serving as an advocate like yourselves and being able to, you know, participate in something like this, we just don't, we take it for granted. And, and I'll say, you know, whenever you see some, uh, a young person, um, young adult uh, with developmental disabilities, the, the um, I want to say, gosh, and I, want, I hope I'm correct. I think it's the McDonald's family here that does a Peasold um, and maybe Schuster's too in Burger King. They own a few here, but a lot of the children that are working or young adults that have a developmental disability are so incredible the way they're, they're the hardest workers, most passionate sometimes I see, and so so grateful to be doing this doing this job, whatever it may be, serving, and they're serving us, and we're receiving their their benefit of, of uh, their caring and their love doing it. So I, I think, you know, that that part of making it independent is 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 critical, and and um, by people coming out and advocating, I guess that's what you're saying. Is it is it that easy? It absolutely is. So one of the things that we want to do by, you know, having people come out and have this like really wonderful community experience, which we want to get to talking about like all of the wonderful things that are going to happen at the Columbus night, which includes bands and food trucks and all kinds of stuff. We're also going to make sure that folks understand the importance of the Medicaid waiver and why we want you to have a personal relationship with your legislator so that you can doesn't matter if you do not have a person with a developmental disability in, a life, in your life, you can be an ally and you can advocate for why we need to fund this Medicaid waiver. I love it. And what do we talk, the funded is, how much are we talking? How, I mean, we're, we're 7,000 on a waiting list. This has got to be a, a lot of money. You know, we did the math at one point. So I do want to point out that the Storytelling Project and its other manifestations has made a podcast and it has a full documentary film that Irene helped to direct. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. And it really goes in depth into how the Medicaid waiver, you know, the ins and outs of what it does to support. Um, I think if every Georgian was willing to pay an extra $50 a year, that entire wait list would be wiped out. That's that's a good way of looking at perspective. That's easy to do. I just, I went to Florida last week. <laughs> that was a drop in a bucket for, for a dinner. I'll just tell you that for people, but you know, and so if somebody can just make that, you know, that, that donation or just think about if somebody can do this, this would be a great thing to get going, get Let's legislate it. That's what we need to do. Well, speaking of that, shifting gears a little bit to Irene now, I mean, you, you had that director look in your eyes. <laughs> she took off her glasses earlier. What happened with that? You had your glasses on, you had that, and you took them off. Was it for show, or is it, that's a typical director in you? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, being... It's better to focus up close without them. Okay, I, I got the same. I have my torque contact lenses in, but it get real sticky because it's it's so so humid and, dry, you know, the allergies here. But what, what tell us about that. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, I think it's incredible. You know, Shannon's talking about during COVID, here you are, you guys, you know, you use the technology of Zoom and you're getting a lot of things done, social distancing. And how do you put together these films that, and how many, I mean, Savannah, I told you, Georgia, I mean, we're, how many cities are we talking about? We're going to be doing our so storytelling roadshow. Treasure Map show is, is going to be in six cities across the state. Okay. So um, we have Columbus, Athens, Macon, Dahlonega, Atlanta, is that everyone? One, two, two, three. I had five. I need one more. Um, okay. Atlanta, Athens, Salonica, Columbus, Savannah, and Macon. Macon. Okay, that's, that's right around the corner. Yeah, okay, great. No, good. So th these... So, yeah, we started talking last fall, late summer, kind of conceptualizing what um, Shannon's project last year would look like translated to this year and what it would look like to travel the state um, and then also be responsive to COVID because that's changing every week. We're having to rethink how we're going to keep everyone safe, everyone comfortable. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. And then Shannon worked with our 10 storytellers for about two months um, doing individual story coaching, story workshops, um, all 10 storytellers picked out and developed the story that they wanted to tell. Um, and some of the stories have to do with their disabilities. Some of them don't. Some of them have to do with everyday life, um, experiences and phases of life that we all go through. 
And then we had a wonderful team of fil filmmakers um, from a company called Zero File. And the four of us, Shannon, myself, Monica, and Stephanie, went on our own little road trip around the state to the 10 different locations, and we filmed with each storyteller. So it was really fun and touching and, um, and frustrating for the storytellers at points to a lot of people hadn't been in a film before. So doing like multiple takes over and over was new um, for some folks, but it was fun and a good challenge. I had the experience once I did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I mean, like a big production with Terry Gilliam and he had one of his, you know, and he's from Chicago, originally American, but he did all the, you know, the National Lampoon kind of stuff. And, and I was out on a set doing it and it, it, you're not kidding. I mean, I'm just getting a taste of that. And now that we're the Mecca, you know, Georgia for being the Hollywood of the South, so to speak, I think this is quite fascinating. It parlays right into that. Do you, is this, I mean, film is not cheap. I mean, you, you're coming in there in many takes. I mean, you're using a lot of that. I mean, how does how do you come up with this? I, I, I'm sure it's a lot of in-kind donation, I, your time, obviously, volunteering or whatever. How, how does that support it? Uh, is it part of the whole council on, on developmental disabilities that supports that part of it? Or, it or? is, yeah. So the storytelling project, um, that first year when we wrote a grant for it, and we were awarded the grant. Good for you. Uh, that, that year we collected 100 stories from people with developmental disabilities from every Senate district in Georgia. So Shannon traveled with a photographer. They went and sat down and interviewed people in each district and then produced a written story with accompanying photographs. And since that year, we've gotten that same grant every year to continue the project. That's smart. So, yeah. I, like I mean, the strategy is smart. I mean, you go in the Senate. I mean, it makes sense when you're naming the cities. Why not? I mean, we got to get the attention in the ear of our, of our, of course, our politicians here so we can, you know, get, get this, uh, you know, we want to make sure we can get this waiver. I mean, why not get to these areas and, and get to the heart of everything? So that, that's, uh, that, that's creative, ladies. It's very creative. Yeah, I mean, it really positioned us well, all of the work that we did before to set us up to do, to do this year's version of the project, because we had built so many relationships in the communities we were going back to, and we kind of knew, like, where good stories were. Not that all of these 10 stories are new, but we sort of knew, like, where to start. Um, and also something that's kind of interesting about these 10 films is that um, they're each a unique expression of the storyteller and that person's story. So they each kind of have a bit of a feeling of like playing with genre. So there's a guy who is Indian and he loves to cook. And so we made a cooking show with him. That is great. I wanted to ask you about that. And I read, I just saw his bio real quick. He's a good looking young man. He's so, he's, he's, it's great. So I love Indian cuisine by this, by the way. I mean, we got a great place called it, it's Raj. Her name's Raj and she's, she's local and she cooks out of her house and I just can't get enough of it. So I'm excited to see that one. It's going to, we're going to play that Friday the 18th, right? In Columbus. Oh yes. Yeah. So oh, good. the 10th. The 10 of all 10 of those. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, ex I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just got excited when I heard about <laughs> Indian cuisine. I love it. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, because it was being cooked. So that was amazing that day of filming. And then there's a young woman who, um, she has an Etsy store. She makes her own earrings. And so that was kind of like filming an HGTV show or something, you know, uh, there's a young woman who we helped her kind of understand that she is the expert on being her and her unique genetic disorder. So it's kind of like she's doing her own TED Talk. Um, so, you know, each individual film has a different flavor to it. It's it's very fun in that way. So, you know, and and, there, and Irene, I'm sorry, and you probably said it. How Now, how long is each film roughly? What are we looking at time-wise? Yeah, they vary. So um, some of them are just a few minutes and some of them are longer, maybe 10 minutes. So all 10 films together, um, I think it comes out to about 50 minutes. Okay, that's great. So, you know, and, and I'm going to explain this to people because as we kick this thing off and it's about community, we need community boots on the ground advocates see this, whether you know someone you're touched by somebody with a developmental disability or just somebody who wants to give back we need you to come to these films around these specific areas that we mentioned all the way through the end of july we start next friday in columbus georgia at st Anne, st Anne's, and um and and this is important why 
because you come here and you you got some entertainment. You even got food. You got some vendors too. So we're we're setting this thing up like it's a a drive-in movie theater kind of thing, right? Am I would that be fair to say? Absolutely. It's very like drive-in, except for you don't have to sit in your car the whole time. That's so even better. That's even better. <laughs> and honestly, Bob, we really are wanting folks to see this as being a community celebration. Yes, we're going to do a little bit of education about the Medicaid waiver, and that is super important. But for a lot of people, this event might be the first time that they're coming out and being together with community in this way. So it's going to be like I am making a killer playlist. There is going to be uh, a band. Uh, so and that is going to be a group of like a conglomeration of other bands that are coming together. Think of it as kind of like the traveling Wilburys for Columbus. Love so it. there's representatives from the Cavaliers, uh, a solo, solo jazz quartet, Snake Bite Six, and they're all going to be coming together to do swing standards and that's going to be sort of part of our ambiance before the show starts and we have food trucks like y'all have apparently the most amazing barbecue country's barbecue sure right that's so right three different um, food trucks there and it's just going to be an amazing fun opportunity to get together and enjoy a show I, I'm I'm tickled. This is going to be good. Why wouldn't you? And we'll be promoting it too. And I, and and like I said earlier, I'm honored that you're having me part of this. I'm going to broadcast live from there. Um, so far, the weather. You know, I'm looking at the weather, of course, always, and it looks good. It'll be nothing that will spoil it. I, I just have that gut feeling. Everything's going to be good, and we're going to um, we're going to be able to social distance. If anybody still has any hesitancy, uh, don't worry. Come on out. It's you know outdoor. It's going to be perfect and fun. And I got to tell you that the one thing that I'm really excited about is to see these, these, each one of these stories. And I got to say, Irene, how, how do you get these young adults? Cause a lot of times, not that all are, are you know, everyone's got their own personality. How do you get somebody who's apprehensive? Like you said, you ran into a few times, like the frustration, you got to take one. Nope. Take, well, we got to do this and take two. How do you, how do you do that? And, and how long did it take to just shoot one of these? I mean, there's 10 of them. So how long would it take? So people understand how much blood, sweat, and tears we went into this. <laughs> I mean, one yeah. 50-minute, when it comes off and after you edit it, sure, we get a nice little neat 50-minute deal here. But how long would just one story take when you yeah, shot this? Well, well, we have a storyteller from Columbus. So I'm super excited um, to have her in the show, and she'll be at the show. But thinking about her uh, film day, um, I mean, we traveled the state over a week. And when we were in Columbus with Jessica, um, we were there all day. So we're there all day shooting for three to four hours and setting up and making sure that the lighting is just perfect. The sound is just perfect. And when a plane goes over in the middle of the shot, we stop and do it again. And it's a, it's a real professional film shoot. So we put our all into it and the filmmakers put their all into it. They spend, you know, a couple of hours listening to different music takes to pick out just the right music to go behind. Um, we storyboard and conceptualize out how it's going to be edited together. So it's a real deal movie. When we drop a phone in the podcast studio, like Dylan just did and made that little bump, that's what that was. Would we have to do this all over again. <laughs> there would be a, there would be an example of how you have to take all these little things. It's what you don't think about how many moving parts, the love that goes into this. How could you not want to come over here folks and watch this? If they can't make it, they can still watch this. Right. And could, could we show a little bit of a clip of this? Could talk over this. Tell us about this ladies. Tell, tell us what you first and probably start with Irene shows. Tell us what we're looking at. Oh, you can't see it. Okay. You, but you know that you remember what it is. Of course, you guys can't see it. This is all of them. You're showing all the kids, 10 Georgians. Uh, the trailer for the movie. So this has clips of, of each person who will be in the film that y'all will see. There it is. Now you can see it now in place of me. So take a look at that. So this is Jessica here. Okay. She's our Columbus young lady, right? you were nominated for Homecoming King in high school? So we have stories about friendship. Mom asked him, what would be the best gift you could receive if you returned from the war? It was for me to walk to him. My mission was now set. I would walk to daddy when he got off the plane. 
Yeah, so this young girl, Faith, her father was deployed and she made it her mission to walk to him when he got back home. Gotcha. Yes, I could see it. How they're feeling. Even when you are a little kid, you should get help to make choices about your body and your life. Oh, God bless them. This is great. Told they're nothing because they are something. So this is your trailer. That was a Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities. Treasure Maps, the Georgia Storytelling Roadshow. Coming up at Columbus, Savannah, Macon, Athens, Dahlonega, and Atlanta. And for more information, they want to see this, just go to gcdd.org. And that's when I got choked up there. (laughs) It's it's good stuff. That's great. This is awesome what you guys are doing. This is really good. Tell us, you know, you know, you get, you can't help but to get pulled into that. That trailer was enough to get, you know, you just hear, you hear it in their voice and stuff. What is your, what is, what do you hope when, when, you know, what comes out of this, when this waiver comes available, you got to believe when you're doing good like this, I believe it's going to happen. Uh, we got two new U.S. senators here in Georgia, you know, um, you know, get the ear of these guys and see what they think is, what can we do with this waiver once we have it? What do you think it's going to do to change lives? You know, honestly, Bob, and uh, thank you for pointing out that we we have uh, some new leadership, but we also like this is very much a state issue. Like we okay. we have to we have to be talking directly with our state representatives and uh, uh, Congress people. So um, I sometimes you know we use words like uh, marginalized and empowerment, and I think when we use those words, we don't we, we that's because we put ourselves at the center. <laughs> And I kind of think about um, the opportunity for shows like this is that we're kind of taking ourselves out of the center and we're bringing those stories into the center. I like and that. we're okay. this is what it's like to to live life in this body or in this circumstance. And if if I were living in the circumstance, I would want because it is much more expensive and a politicized life to live to have the access to the resources that I needed in order to live my best life. And that requires a Medicaid waiver. So um, because you would have to, in in today's economy and where we live in the state, you would probably have to make $200,000 independently in order to, like, have all of the things, right? Right. Sure. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. So you you imbricate all the other things like systemic racism and other things that people are um, encountering. It's just, it doesn't add up, you know? So... The Medicaid waiver helps to level the playing field for everybody who has a developmental disability in order to, and the, you know, I think it's important that we talk about the language of calling it a waiver, as Irene pointed out, it's called a waiver because it's keeping people out of an institution. So they have all the money they need if they want to still live in a nursing home or in a place like, you know, well, the place that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I know what you're, I, and we we don't want to talk about that because I know how that could be. There's there's a lot of, um, and then I don't know how out of the out of the ten um, the ten you know um, actors I want to say are actors and are storytellers that that may be living at home. Maybe some of them need that kind of care or need that kind of um, may have an older parent that may not be able to take care of them much longer too. We don't consider that. And so, what happens to you know, one of the children has an 89-year-old mother who's got health conditions that cannot do anything anymore that maybe needs a little supervision, but when we level out the playing field, may allow them to go somewhere that's uh, a house with other other um, young adults like themselves, and they could come and go as they please. They can get on a bus to go shopping. They can do whatever, go bowling for the weekend, uh, be, be part of a sports, be on a team of, of whatnot. Um, and... and those parents who are becoming older or elderly or just, just cannot help anymore. I mean, is that, would that be fair to say that could be one small little situation where we need to, you know, help them grow and and get into the situation where they can become independent? Absolutely. And I think that's what we would all want for ourselves. You know, like I got to wake up this morning in a place that I got to choose and put on clothes that I got to choose and eat food that I got to choose. Don't we all, you know, deserve that kind of, um, ability and, you know, independence. That's, that's perfect. Irene, I look at, I'm, you know, I'm looking at both of you now. 
you know, we're, you know, even before the show, we were, I was making the joke about, you know, how let's not talk too much about this because then we lose our spontaneity kind of thing and, and whatnot. And we kind of were laughing and, you know, cause that's when we're, you know, kind of at our ease. But when we talk about this, I could see it in both your eyes from here. I could see it. And Irene, what do, what do you, you know, after shooting these, is it, I bet you there's a big emotional, you know, toll on this a little bit. You get that at the end of the day and you're like, God, I did all this. Please, this has got to, this has got to, this has got to resonate. This has got to make an impact. With, like you said, and I'm glad you pointed out state representatives. Um, are we talking U.S. Congress men and women or are we talking more state, Senate, and House and, and those kind of, at that level? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. Um, so the state, our state legislature is, is the place for us to work on this in Georgia, for sure. And there was a bill introduced this last legislative session. Um, it's Senate Bill 208 that oh. is calling for all the Medicaid wait lists to be funded in five years. Um, so there is some movement and there is some energy around that right now, which is really important. But also nationally, there is movement as well. Um, Georgia isn't the only state with a wait list. Uh, I think nationally there's 200,000 people waiting on wait lists. Wow. So there is a federal um, bill that's being developed right now to try to do the same thing on the federal level. I can um, see this. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing though, right? I mean, really think about it. It's, that's that obviously the, the efforts that's going on to create this kind of energy that people, you know, are realizing, hey, I got to get on this wait list too. The more the merrier, I would think, to really get our politicians to say, we got to get rolling on this thing. I mean, five years, I know when you go and get things, you get a bill put in, it can take a while to get things done. But does five years seem too long for you or do you think that's attainable? Um, I, you know, it's a very complicated system and I think that it is attainable if there's will to do it, um, political will and money put behind it. Um, I think that it can be done. And well, we're the will. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that this show and the more we can keep talking about it, we become the advocates for it and we make sure we talk to our local state representatives and say, come on, let, let's get this thing going. I mean, I'm, I mean, you, you got me now, you know, I mean, I, 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 I just, you know, I, I couldn't even understand this even before trying to comprehend it in this level, but how unique this all is seeing is believing when you see a, a clip like this and you know, that's just a trailer we just saw, but when you see these stories, I know I'm going to be, it's not probably be a dry eye outside. Okay. You know, even with all the high humidity, <laughs> but, but we need to, um, you know, we, we need to, we need to engage. We need to understand this is, you know, these are functioning people just like you and I, the only difference between them is this. So, so somebody, I, I have my own personal, you know, things that I have to deal with to get through a day, and, and so do they. But at the end of the day, we're all contributors. We're all taxpayers. We all can do our part and functional. And I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I just think back, you go back to the 50s and 60s and how anybody with a developmental disability was just kind of discarded. I don't want to say not all the time, but they, you know, was always pushed aside. We mentioned that, you know, nobody wants to be institutionalized and see someone do that when they're so productive. And, I, and I've seen it firsthand, the incredible stuff that they offer and what they can bring to you and even a smile and even the just being someone who you love to be be around. And, um, you know, and, and telling these stories are just, to me, is just, I think it's, it's, that's so creative. I think it's the best thing. I think that makes so much sense. We're going to really get a, a full feel with each one of our, each one of our local, locals. And, and, and is each one local and each each well, it's not that many. We're not talking about ten cities, but is everyone pretty much spread out across the state, or are they? We have one in one um, young lady. She's from Columbus, Georgia. All the others are they from the same areas that we're going to be doing the the roadshow? Storytellers um, from each location. Okay. Um, so yeah, and we will have the storytellers at the show as well, the ones that are around that area, so people can meet them. Um, I know in a couple locations where the storytellers have their own um, business, they'll actually be vendors at the show. So they'll also be selling um, their jewelry or one person makes artwork and, and masks. So um, you'll have opportunity to meet them in person and get a little piece of, of what they're doing. So come, come, come with, just come with a few extra dollars in your wallet and get some food. 
um, you know, buy, buy something from one of our, you know, whatever one of our uh, local actors may have, our storytellers, I want to keep saying actors, our storytellers, they're going to have uh, something unique they may offer there and, and maybe, uh, um, you know, something you can do to kind of help and that will help support too in another way to show them that we care and everyone can do that. It's takes a while. I mean, I mean, we're not, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about uh, six locations. So we get to these locations throughout the, we get, we finish up June, we get into July. Um, you know, how, how long does it take to set one up and logistically and planning and all that? What would, you know, what, what are you looking at with that, Shannon? Well, I mean, actually we'll just be in and out of each city in, in one day. Okay. So um, this is, this is quick. Yeah. Coming, coming in and leave. The final show we decided we could either start or end in Atlanta since that's where Irene lives. Yeah. Lives. So we either wanted yeah. to, you know, start from the comfort of our own homes yeah. or, or wind up so we could just fall into bed. And so we decided yeah. to do the last show at Atlanta. And I don't blame you. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, you know, when we're doing this too, you know, anyone who else is, you know, doing this, we're going to provide a link. And if this is already, you know, post the live show, we'll have a link for you. And we're going to link up to where they can see these. Will there be a stream that we can use one link each time? Will it be just a general stream or, or do we go over to just to the Georgia Council of Development Disabilities or um, GC, you know, DD.org and maybe have like a link there? Or what would we do to push so people? We're actually going to hold off on releasing the video online okay. until it uh, happened in all six cities. The only the reason why we would end up making the film available because we want folks to come to the show. Yeah, you need to come live to the show. Thank you. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I become available online early as if we have a rain situation, which I'm just, you know, crossing all the fingers and the toes to keep that from happening. Do not speak it in. It will not. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm looking ahead already. It look, we, we do see a trend of high pressure building over the mid Atlantic for our first show. That's, that's true. So that's, that's some good, I'm serious. Dylan's looking at me. You heard me do the weather tonight. So Day, which is my favorite film. I'm so excited. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm excited too. I can't wait to see it. I, I, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy because the South, as you know, I mean, anything can happen. We've got tropical systems. They come in, we got, you know, severe weather season, which you can't bank on anything from really, you can't from February to to April. You got, it's it's a very tumultuous time in the deep South, you know, and we're, we're, we're already out of our severe weather season per se, although you could still have a pop-up strong storm or two, but I'm talking about wicked weather with, you know, line of tornadoes and all that kind of stuff. So this is a good time. And uh, we're, you know, and the way the setup is, I think we're going to be good. I feel, you know, I don't want to say you can, you can count on that, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, feel pretty confident with that right now. So let's uh, keep going with that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So yeah. we, it, it, do they have family members that are coming as well? Or is there anybody else coming, other family members supporting so we can meet everybody? I think a lot of us will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So family members will come. Um, we've also been working with a local team in each city. So um, as part of the, the planning of, of all six shows, we put together local teams. So in Columbus, we have um, representatives from CSU, from Maggie's house. Um, and we've really been meeting every week for about the last two months at least planning everything, seeing what other organizations are going to be there with a table, um, all the details, food trucks, dessert trucks, bands, all of that. That's great. I mean, in the bands that some of you mentioned, I, I felt like it was a little bit of an eighties rock theme to it a little bit. Are you, are you eighties rocker women or what? <laughs> Do you like the eighties? 100%. Yeah, I can feel it. I have to tell you, Bob, one of the best things about the way that this project has evolved is that in the same way that each story is a unique manifestation of that storyteller, each show is a unique manifestation of that community. So, you know, here in Columbus, we're going to be having this marvelous outdoor experience at the St. Anticelli School. In Athens, we're going to be at a brewery. In Dahlonega, we're going to be outside at this beautiful park that has a fully accessible playground. So, you know, we're really uh, so intrigued and excited about how each place has this, like, really cool community vibe. It's going to really feel like even though we're just within the state, we're traveling to totally different places. I love that. You know, that's that's the thing, the strategy behind, I mean, what you're doing, as we keep talking about this, 
and pe- folks need to understand this too, that, that, you know, the 10 Georgia storytellers we have are specifically in these locations. And in effect, you know, even the, even the trips that we take in those local state Senate primaries that we need, it, it's, it's um, kind of like what we do in television a little bit too. Back in the days, we have zip codes. We know where certain areas are going to be having, you know, ratings or whatever they did, ratings boxes. We did this about 10 years ago. It was very, very important to go to certain areas to, you know, make sure you grab the attention of these people. And I, I think it's neat too. It's not only that, if people showing up, this is giving you kind of like a historical background. If you're not someone, if you're someone here that doesn't travel much or you're new to Georgia or from Alabama or wherever you're at and you're passing through Georgia, you're going to learn a lot. Um, and anybody locally watching this as well, you, you need to, come and watch this. So you're going to get engaged. We're going to find out more about our state. And these might be places you just want to go visit anyway and hang out and, and uh, learn from. And we're going to find out from, you know, a lot of our storytellers. And I think they're going to do a great job on it from what, you know, what I saw. I think that's, uh, it's remarkable. What are the ages of our storytellers? What are we, from what age to what age are we looking at? They're from as young as 14 to as old as um, the early 40s, I think, is our, our oldest. Um, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Wow, great. That's fantastic. So we got from, I mean, this is going to be a neat perspective to see this. I look forward to it. Our youngest one, Irene, what, from our youngest one doing their story and filming that, who was the easiest one? The younger the younger ones, younger kids, or, or the adults? Mm. Um, they were all so much fun in their own way. The youngest one, when you said the young, the youngest one, she was so wonderful she really practiced and got into what we were doing and was right there with us with the multiple takes um she talks about a very um vulnerable situation that she went through so we had to take a break and kind of process through that and then come back and um and there's a really beautiful surprise um, when we were filming that she didn't even know was going to happen that we were able to capture on film that we all were so just like on pins and needles and when it finally happened had tears in our eyes so it's a really good surprise and very happy for her when it's happening could you share that with me after the podcast because this is the engaging part this is why people need to come to see this part this is what's going to be so awesome (laughs) maybe i I need to be surprised too i want the spontaneity i I don't want i want to watch you spoil it this that's that's exciting i can see you get excited about that too talking about it when we talk about developmental disabilities just so people understand again you know what would it somebody having a developmental disability could come in different forms and in in, in in different can you know different disabilities what are we looking at mainly is this more of a, a mental disability or is this physical or both i'm really glad you asked that because it is an important distinction so uh, a person a, the legal definition of a developmental disability in the state of georgia is any disability that impacts uh your way of being in the world that comes on before the age of 18. so that means that because it happens before you become an adult it, it impacts you that's why it says developmental disability, but it does not mean an intellectual disability. So um, a person can have cerebral palsy and not have an intellectual disability. Um, they can um, they could actually have a catastrophic car accident and and become quadriplegic um, at the age of sixteen, and that would be considered a developmental disability. But a number of other things that you might think of that sort of more people have in their mind, like Down syndrome autism, um, you know, those kinds of things that those are also considered developmental disabilities. Thank you for doing that. Cause I just, I, and I, even for myself too, I just wanted people to understand it a little bit. And I'll tell you, these, these are some of the sharpest people. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, it's very difficult sometimes for somebody to express themselves a certain way. I learn more from people of just different backgrounds or, or whatever it may be. We had a young man on um, here, uh, and and he was Jared. It was Jared uh, Bice, and he's uh, he was he has spastic cerebral palsy, and he was determined that as many times they told him, even though he's, he was gonna not gonna be able to really function on his own or walk properly, or he's at the gym all the time, he's done his physical therapy, just lives and breathes it, and he is up on a walker himself, um, to the point where he can even drive back and forth to the gym now, and. Uh, it's just remarkable. It's it's great to see, and and um, 
He's he's just he's I learn a lot from him. And 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 you talk to people that 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 have that. It, it's really almost if anyone's feeling kind of like sorry for themselves or feeling like oh geez I don't you know I have it so bad. I mean coming to our, our Georgia storytelling road show, our treasure maps here coming up on 18th at Columbus, Georgia would be one way to go. Not only by doing so, you just by you telling somebody, maybe you don't take the extra effort to go write your local state senate representative, or you tell somebody other story that could trigger somebody else to say, you know what, I've been thinking of that. I'm going to do that, and I think you're going to see, even as yourself, you said moving them in their own space, but we can move into space too to kind of meet halfway to help make a difference. Um, you know, you know, the, you just don't know what's going to happen to anybody in their lives, and when they're young like that, like you said, you know, there's something that happens to them, you don't consider an accident or maybe some from birth or whatever it may be, but the challenges that you have to face because you know we remember the days before they had like. Um, disabled parking and you know we didn't remember that was like they had a fight for that back in the 70s you know trying to get the disabilities act going and trying to figure out like okay you know you know people saying okay we have this ramp we didn't even have a ramp i remember places didn't even have a ramp to get somebody who's wheelchair or had some kind of walker how do you get in so you know we're we're moving along do you think we're moving fast enough though i mean i i, I can maybe answer but you would answer a lot better than me where are we in this world today on that yeah, I, I don't feel qualified really to answer that. I think it's probably relative, um, you know, to each person's situation. One of our uh, people who was in the film, it's a kind of middle-aged man at this point, I guess, or maybe still a young man. He's 41, but he's been in a nursing facility for four years. So... Um, to, for him, I'm sure he would, probably has the perspective that we're not moving fast enough, that the system is to watch still that one. <laughs> too complex. And, um, you know, he wants out, wants to live in the community and uh, is just hitting barrier after barrier. So I think that, that the show Treasure Maps and the 10 stories that are in this show really kind of provide an opportunity for people to relate on a human and just everyday life level um, that may be unexpected if someone doesn't have a friend or a family member who has a developmental disability. Um, just watching these stories and, and being able to see yourself in those situations or in those phases of life growing up and experiencing similar things, I think my hope would also be to just allow the opportunity for people to say like, oh, like there doesn't need to be a distance. I don't need to be nervous or feel like I need to stand off from people when they have a developmental disability. Like I can just go up and introduce myself or like reach out and at church or wherever in the grocery store and, and develop a relationship and be a friend. You, that does something to you, doesn't it? I mean, when you you know, Publix is a local chain, you know, we all know that in the Southeast Florida, you know, kind of prominent down here. And when you're listening, it's a, you know, grocery store chain. And it's, uh, they, they, they pride themselves too to bring in uh, a lot of uh, young adults too, with uh, different uh, developmental disabilities. And they, I, I, I get tickled when they know my name. I mean, I love it. And they go, Hey, Mr. Bob, how you doing? And can I walk your, you know, groceries out to the car and it puts a smile on my face and they just love just to shake their hand or, you know, of course, in those post-COVID, hopefully soon. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, it Just to do that, really, you could see the smile puts on your face. It makes you feel so good um, to see someone doing that, you know, to know that, you know what, you're, 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 you're just as important as I am and you, can, you, you have a, you know, a big role in this world and we need you, you know? And, and I think that's, what, what, you know, what you're saying about that. I, I sort of, you know, both of you guys, I, 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 Shannon, I go back to the, the number thing, how many people when you're we're throwing, you know, 200,000, let's say people in the United States that could be on this Medicaid waiver list. And we, we want to kind of get that going. But, you know, how many people don't know this or not, or maybe kind of hesitant or may think my kid, this is the way they're going to be that are maybe being not elevated or being pushed on. Do we have an issue there? Is there, are there many more people with developmental disabilities that maybe are not being helped enough or are there people out there? And I, I would assume places like the Council on Developmental Dis Disabilities in other states too would be in there 
getting into homes and saying, ma'am, you know, or sir, you know, your daughter or son or whatever, they, they can really do X, Y, and Z. Is it, do you find yourself having to do that reach out or is it, is it pretty much like we're all, we're all participating? Um, I think in terms of your question about is this something that if you don't have it in your life already, do you know about it? And the, the quantifiably, no. I think a lot of folks have no awareness, and that's one of the reasons why we want to do this project is so that folks will get on board and be advocates and allies. And I, I think one of the most beautiful uh, parts of, of the show is where Jessica, the young woman who's from Columbus, talks about the fact that having a disability is the only kind of difference that you can wake up tomorrow and suddenly be in that group. And I think that, I mean, that's not the case with developmental disability, but it's, it is the case with having a disability. Sure. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, folks have a tendency to want to like shove away and not think about this kind of difference, because it is so scary to think about the fact that we could um, and there's so much ableism that's like encoded into the way our society works that we, we tend to not want to think about it. So I think that the main things that we, we want to do is to help people feel encouraged to, to make these relationships and to understand that it is really not that hard. I remember, um, so it's not been that long since I was actually a temp. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Uh, well, was, how long uh, ago were we talking about? I'm, I'm, you know, living that uh, freelance lifestyle. Sure. Okay. Uh, I was uh, uh, working in this office and on my lunch break, um, I was fired up about a particular issue. And so I went ahead and I, I called my legislator while I was sitting there at the desk. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he, he and I, we uh, met in the break room afterwards and he was like, I am so impressed that you just did that. And he had no idea that you could just call your legislator. And he was like, well, how did you know who your legislator was? And I was like, it is simply two clicks on your Google. So Embarrassing. I, I know. I, and why even ask a question, especially in this day and age? It's, it's real easy on a browser. <laughs> just, just put it in and hit enter. That's one of the functions of like the way that, that our world works is that we feel so disconnected from folks who are making enormous decisions on our behalf. So if, if nothing else that I think that we would really love for people to understand that having a relationship with your legislators for any number of issues that you feel passionate about is very important. So that that's one of the things that would you want me to, I can, push that and advocate this for you, you know, on, on Friday night, uh, you know, the 18th. Um, I, I think that's, uh, you know, and, and we'll get everybody out there, make sure we find out where you are. You know, I'm sure most of the people will be from the Muskogee County area, but could be from other areas too. We don't, we don't care. And um, make sure that you, uh, you, you become an advocate, get to know. It's just a click away to find out. And you're right. There is like a disconnect. I have to admit that with the people making decisions, you feel like, well, I have no saying it's like voting, you know, Go, your vote matters. I mean, a vote makes a difference, you know, and we've seen it obviously in these last, uh, last eight years, you know, so um, I, I think it's, uh, I, I think that's a good point. Um, I would never have thought of that, you know, especially with something like this. And I think we need to get people to, to understand it even more and more clearly. That's for sure. Are there anybody coming from our local branches or government here, our state government here? Well, we don't know at the moment. Okay. I think we're are being made and that's okay. one of the things that the local teams are doing is they're building lists of, of folks like that that we want to make sure Good. you know provided. it's a click but away if you're listening please come hit them up Tell now them. come on come on down you we need you here we're, we're a cbs affiliate so come on down you're the next state <laughs> legislator <laughs> they can make all the difference here for all of us here tonight and that would be good to have that would be terrific that would be terrific i'm i'm pleased as punch to to see what you're doing. I think this is great. I love that this is kind of like your full-time job and jobs and, and doing this kind of thing. Um, Irene, do you do, I mean, I, you know, I know that, you know, Shannon's doing this. Do you, do you do a lot of filmmaking? Do you do this? Is this, this is your career, I assume. Yeah. So the storytelling project is most of what I do. Okay. Um, in the last few years, I have been doing some other filmmaking, um, mostly around the COVID vaccine and coronavirus this last year and a half or so. How does that affect our young children and adolescent and all the way up to young adult with developmental disabilities with COVID that you've seen? How, how are they impacted? Does it seem to be 
I mean, I'm sure it's impacted him in many different ways, especially if there's a health condition or whatever may be involved in that particular case for immune deficiency or whatever it may be. But what have you experienced with that? Yeah. So um, the thing that sticks out the most that I've experienced is my friends who I've met through the project who are in a nursing facility, they all got coronavirus and some of them got it twice and some of them were in the ICU and it just seems like it was a very dangerous situation and there wasn't much of a way to to not get it in there so um yeah it it had a huge impact on on people's lives that's just terrible it's terrible i did and we're feeling good i think you know we're turning a corner here hopefully this is going to be a big change and and and, you know they have a lot to do with how you you shoot future films i guess and and especially with this you know storytelling and, and part of the treasure maps how many more are you looking to do? I mean, this is 2021. Are we going to do this in 2022, ladies? I hope so, yeah. yeah. We're going to start planning as soon as we wrap up our sixth show. Good. And you're already thinking, hitting the ground, running again. What where, What would you do next? Could you give us an idea? What do you, what do you think? You're already, I'm sure you're already planning and thinking about this. I like your uniqueness, how you took them in their own cities, their own environment, or wherever they were, and show how they you know, what, what they're about or what their strengths are and what it may be. What, are we going to continue that theme, just get new storytellers? Or are we, are we going to continue some familiarity with them? Or are we, what are you doing? How are you, you going to approach that? So we're always wanting to reach new people and, and also people that haven't been reached in general. Um, this, this year's project, this show, like Shannon mentioned earlier, has really built on all the previous three years. So we have an audio component, we have the film component, we have the live like and storytelling component. Um, so next year, next project, we're really going to have to put our heads together um, to come up with a new way to reach people, a new way to get stories out, um, new way to draw legislators in. I, I could see a big show at Stone Mountain. Could you see it now? This big, huge screen up there. The laser show. Ladies story. and gentlemen, laser show going on. I mean, we'll see how big we get get in. Let's go to Mercedes Benz Stadium when so when the weather's inclement, you don't have to worry, Shannon. We just can go there. They'll they'll be generous to donate the stadium when it would be something. Maybe we can get to that grand scale. Maybe that would be the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We've got the Civic Center here in Columbus, Georgia, if we if we had to. But no, I, I think like you said, the the purpose of of this is really to get people in, in, and I'll be serious here now for a moment, but the, we need people to come here live and in person. You know, it's, it's that time to do it folks. It's time to get off the couch. It's time to do something other than ourselves and give back a little bit. Listen to these stories. You're going to be inspired. You know, is, even a little bit that we've been talking about today. Can you imagine what you're about to see? There's some pretty cool things that's going to be unveiled with our local, uh, some of our local talent here. And uh, we're going to find out about that as well. You know, we still got a few more minutes and I want you both to kind of tell me what you need to get out there. Uh, we'll start, start with, uh, start with Irene. What, 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 where do you want to get out here? What do you want that, what's, what's important to you that everybody needs to know from Irene? Mm, I think that I want to get out. Um, I would just love for the people who live in Columbus to, come and and hear these stories and meet the storytellers and just be open and also come and have a good time like we want to have a good fun event with the community um so we're just trying to be together together in person so please come and to the other turner shannon in a case you can't say ditto to that what's your spin on that what, what do you what do you hope to achieve I want people to understand that storytelling is our oldest legacy, that we are born storytellers, and that it's an unfortunate nature of the way our world works today, that our stories are stolen away from us and sold back piecemeal through the media. And so one of my uh, favorite things to do as a storyteller and story coach is help people remember that we all have stories and our stories are important. And we all are storytellers. And so that this, this project is one of my favorite manifestations of that mission. Well, on that note, I would say bravo and encore, encore. We're going to have a good performance coming up here a week from this Friday. And I, I would say on that note, that's for sure. I mean, we, 
we all have a story to tell, and that's going to be a story that needs to be seen. And we're going to see it all together, this community. So hopefully, please come out to one of our given cities that we're talking about. And uh, you can check it all out at Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities. It has all the list of the shows that are on there. This is the Treasure Maps. And, of course, it's Georgia Storytelling Roadshow that's coming up on the 18th. First one out of the gates. It's going to be great. we got food. we got entertainment. we got 80s cool big hair band music playing we don't have the big hair though do we not really mm. did you ever have big hair neither one you know <laughs> weren't that i'm dating myself here i was a big hair guy i could tell you that back back in the days when i had hair dylan when i had hair it's slowly <laughs> coming out here that's what's happening but anyway i want to thank you both thank you so much uh shannon thank you irene the two turners that are not related but they are good friends are like sisters now collaborating on on some great things to to get them to get the, the whole mission out and, and you're doing it well. So it's going to be something really big. And I want to thank everybody at home for watching and hopefully could you please do your part, be part of this, please be part of this. This is so important and get in touch with your local legislator. Tell them how important you want to see this happen. Let's make the Senate bill go through 208 SB 208. Okay, so anyway, um, thanks for watching. And don't forget, you can always catch uh, full episodes at WRBL.com. You click down Video Center and you come down to the Podcast Play Zone every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my show. And watch the next day replays in the Podcast Play Zone, as I mentioned. Coming soon, you're also going to be able to find us on Spotify. Um, you'll be able to see us on Apple Audible as well. So hopefully you can check that out too. And feel free to connect with me here on Twitter. How do you do that? Instagram, bjeswald at WRBL. Again, B. Jeswal WRBL on Facebook at Bob Jeswal WRBL as well. So that's going to do it for us tonight. And remember, always take it off thyself. And one way to do this is to give back to community. Our way to give back on our show this week to do this for the treasure maps is to show up on the 18th at St. Ann Pacelli in Columbus, Georgia. Ladies, thank you. You're awesome. Thanks for what you do. Bravo. Good job. <laughs>